The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I'm your host, Tim D-O-Double-G. And the man behind the sound effects is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter. What's up, everybody? I, Verily. You verily what? <laughs> I said I verily. That's a it's a Thor inside thing. Old school uh, assignments and scripting. We'll get to that soon. And we also have at Radicat on Twitter. Hey, we're getting on this big ship here. You want to come with? Yeah. And once again, this is the Comic Book Chronicles. You can. Go to our website, theclicknation.com, where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. On the homepage are links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google+. You can also subscribe to the Comic Book Chronicles podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and we are also a part of the CSPN podcast conglomerate. Go to cspn.us. Do it today. And make sure to buy Comic Book Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. Remember, we record live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to theclicknation.com forward slash live. And if you're on social media talking comments, join the conversation by using the hashtags Comic Book Chronicles or CBCron. So last night saw the United States premiere of Thor Ragnarok, which we all three saw. Yes, we did. Very short applause. Yeah, exactly. I cut it off because I do have some gripes. We won't spoil too much, though. Let's hear your gripes. All right. So I don't. I hate to start out on uh, on on a bad note. Um, I did enjoy the movie. Let me get that straight. I did have a good time watching it. I did laugh a lot. Um, but as the show's resident um, fan of the Walt Simonson run on Thor, the epic you know, uh, uh, monumental run on Thor, the, you know, the, 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 the trendsetter, the, the standard setter, uh, being a fan of that and seeing moments of, uh, his entire run, which spanned four years worth of books, uh, seeing moments homaged and, and, and redone and, and even lampooned in my opinion, kind of hurt me. Like I actually, you know, I, I actually hurt, uh, at, at certain points, um, watching this, um, uh, you know, watching the movie. I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because some of the stuff we may say may end up going into spoiler territory. So listeners and viewers may want to uh, tune out for a little while or fast forward when you get this on uh, your favorite uh, podcast uh, application so that you can uh, miss out on uh, being spoiled. But anyway, um, I felt like uh, the way they treated some of the characters like Scourge, the Executioner, 
and even um, uh, you know, and even some of the, uh, the 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 more secondary and even tertiary Thor characters, some of the supporting characters, I thought caught you know real short shrift and and honestly without really making it a pun it's the truth some of them really got shafted so you know i saw roddy cat like nod and be like yeah you know what that's actually a good description of what happened to some of them but yeah just uh, to very directly to some of them actually right so you know like and i'm referring to some of the characters who you know like the real diehard uh comic fans know like the warriors three um yeah, I thought that part was kind of treated a little like they just kind of just kind of came and went, almost like yeah. uh, Freya in 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 uh, Dark World, right? So, so I mean, even but even that, you know, even in that regard, you know, a Frigga actually. Oh, is it is it Freya? Yeah, it was Freya, but Frigga Freya, same person. Yeah, okay. But, I just want to. I, I I couldn't remember exactly. You know, my Norse uh, my Norse mythology is rusty, but um, but ultimately, uh, you know, those were the times when I had to turn what I was telling my friends. I went with a bunch of friends. I had to tell my friends I had to turn my comic book fan brain off and just enjoy the spectacle and enjoy, you know, the fun. And I thought that was, you know, listen, in times like these when, you know, we're like bombarded with tough news, it's nice to just be able to sit back and just laugh and enjoy a good story, which it was in the sense that it was a very, it had a beginning, middle and end. It developed the characters that, you know, many of the characters had very clear arcs that kind of took them from where they had been, you know, somewhere within the two first films to a definitive, you know, story end in the third film. And I, you know, I give, Wai, uh, you know, Taika Waititi a lot of credit for that. But Apparently, fairly decent part in the movie. Right. So, you know, that being said, you know, uh, I had to turn my comic book fan brain, my Thor fan, my Simonson fan specifically brain off. So here's where I'm going to say this to, to that part. And as you well know, these comic book movies are not made for the comic book fans. They're all there. There's going to be a whole bunch of, and I feel like this is probably going to bite me in the ass in a couple of months, but nevertheless, uh, you know, these, these movies are not made for the diehard comic book fans. There, there's enough homages there to, you know, just be dangerous, but they're not, they weren't going to go accurate with it. Like I said, you already know that part, mm-hmm. but you know, it's more for the entertainment value and for the general movie going, you know, the crowd than it is for, you know, no, of course. so yeah, there's, <laughs> there was going to be some expected, um, creative license going right. on, going into the movie. Right. And it was a good bit for certain. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, but that said, you know, but that said, yeah, the, the, the movie was quite entertaining. It was light enough. Yeah. I could see where the, there was, there was been, like I said, uh, um, as I was coming out of the theater last night, there was some people who really didn't like uh, how how Thor was portrayed and how mm-hmm. Hulk was portrayed, especially the way he was the way he talked. But mm-hmm. I did love the the, the homages uh, in between them and like all the ones you could pick up. And I'm pretty sure there's some myths, and even I would dare say a couple of video game references and, and a couple of more action heavy scenes uh, that kind of tickled me. But um, I'm surprised oh, people. I'm surprised a person had an issue with Hulk. Yeah, it like I, it was, it was like I enjoyed the Hulk part, but they were just like, "No, nah, man, this is like Hulk is, you know, Hulk when he had his brain talked this way and that way, and the, and the way they had him and blah blah blah." It was like it was. I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah, I was about to say this Hulk is like one of the in between versions. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of uh, you know wielding uh, Banner's intelligence um, and and being articulate, right? Yeah. 
because he had so you know like you know what's you know i guess it's a story point in the uh in the movie but it's mostly hulk in charge so there's not going to be like you know waxing poetic going on so right i want to say wasn't that ultimate the way he was dressed wasn't that ultimate hulk and oh, oh this is one of the better um well there's, there's a few one of the best lines in the movie has to do with hulk in a position in a particular uh position or location <laughs> when when thor finds him so, which is which is pretty cool, uh, but yeah, it's entertaining. We 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 find out um, they kind of uh, gloss over one relationship and don't bring up another. Mm-hmm. We, there is some news on that later on in the in the um, in the news okay. section. So, Tim, like, what did you know? Like, did you have any kind of real issues with the movie, or what did you know? What did you really like about it? I guess if you were looking for all the Simonson esque things, you could be have a gripe with the elimination of characters and whatnot, but I feel like, especially with the MCU movies, they'll, you know, take a theme from the comics, but then make it unique where it stands apart from the comics. Mm-hmm. So it's like you had uh, some Simonson stuff, some things from Kirby, some, you know, Planet Hope played a big factor. Yeah, shout out to Chris Bach. Lots of various nuggets of goodness to be uh, picked in sort of, mold it together to make an entirely new adventure. Right. So fans of the comics can't just know what the story's going to be where, you know, not word for word, but a uh, sort of scene for scene. Right. We, everyone gets a new experience out of it. And I know a lot of people going in were griping about it being too, too many laughs, too many jokes, not letting the serious moments linger without uh, a gag falling right behind it. And there, I, you know, that does happen from time to time, but I felt like it wasn't, it was blown out of proportion and some, the stuff that needed to be serious did get serious moments in my opinion. So that I, that I wasn't, I had no problems with the, the amount of jokes included. It wasn't over the top, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 got, I believe. I think they like went overboard with it in that. Mm. But um, that's the other little quick thoughts. I like, so basically they tore Thor's world down, you know, tear everything down to build it back up again. So some characters are gone and new supporting characters are introduced moving forward. So that's cool. I like these people better because they felt like they actually got, we got background and spent time with them. So uh, at least I feel more attached to a character or two more than some other people in Thor's one and two. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of those characters actually won't be missed by me because they didn't really do much to begin with. Right, right. I, obviously, my attachment to some of these characters stems from their uh, their uh, their comic book counterparts. But uh, ultimately, uh, you know, with the elimination, like you said, they're able to uh, restart uh, the Thor saga if they end up doing a fourth movie in a completely new direction. So mm-hmm. I'm slightly surprised that we didn't see, although the the um the middle end credit you know obviously takes us into the next uh next movie but i'm kind of surprised they didn't have some kind of cameo going into broxton or something yeah i thought and see that's the comments folks that's immediately what we thought about exactly. but mm-hmm. it, you know, we may not get that mm-hmm. you, know, spo- you know swerve exactly you know, we, you know they they were or are i guess we should say on the way to earth i guess mm-hmm. that's kind of a spoiler too but you know <laughs> To say who's going to Earth exactly, but um, overall, I thought even with everything that, that went on with it, and um, it went 
pretty fast and didn't necessarily knew, lose anything in how fast it was. And I don't know this is this is like the shortest film Marvel wise. No, it's like a, they revised that. It's actually yeah. Isn't it like two and a half hours or something? Exactly. Like it ended up being one of the long. It ended up being the longest Thor film. I remember what you're what you're referring to. I think it was Waiti uh, was talking about how. I guess I was at San Diego. Like this is going to be the shortest Marvel film, and it ended up being. You know, they ended up putting in a lot of jokes and like kind of other material they had initially cut because when they tested it, I think that's one of the news stories. When they tested it, it ended up being terrible. So they put a lot of the stuff back in that helped provide comedy and context. Mm. I still didn't, but it didn't feel like it was. It didn't drag. It definitely did not drag. And like it, it just pretty much kept it moving. So that was that was appreciated. The only thing yeah, that I, was- did like, I did like that. Nothing. Like I said, lingered. Just mm-hmm. everything moved at a fast pace, right? And there was no, unlike uh, Age of Ultron, there weren't low, no lulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Let me get before we move on. Let me, there are a couple of really strong points to the movie. I really liked how Kate Blanchett kind of chewed up every scene she was in. Like her delivery was awesome. Yeah. Like she just has that. She's like that commanding delivery, and you know her voice cuts through like everything. I she felt like she wasn't in enough scenes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the, along those lines, the Scourge stuff, Scourge stuff, I thought, I was like, yeah, they kind of handled that kind of weird. I thought we were probably going to get some kind of um, Enchantress kind of intro, knowing that the character kind of, you know. Yeah, the, how they're related, but there's too many characters. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but they could have been setting up or maybe a possible other movie co- in the future. But yeah, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Right. So, you know, ultimately, right. Like ultimately I, you know, that's that, that was, you know, like we kind of figured that we weren't going to get a more the, the enchantress um, together with scourge in this movie, because it would just be too crowded, you know, unless it was like another secondary villain, but it didn't happen like that. Um, you know, this, but, was, this was the equivalent of uh, winter, winter soldier, as far as what it did for the MCU and for the cat franchise. Hmm. Well, at the very least the, the Thor part for certain, right. Because, after Dark World, it kind of was in a not great spot. Agreed. Similar. So it definitely picked up that part. Uh, and yeah. I, on those lines, before we move forward, what would you um, guess? What would be the rating of the three stores at this point? Oh, this comes first, and then the first one, then the last, the, the middle one is last. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On to reviews. All right. With the first one being the Marvel Legacy Captain America number six ninety five. I get the cover going here. Oh shoot! No, scared something. Or do I have covers? No, I don't. Oh no! This was so, last week's covers. Well, all right. So while we're looking for covers, uh, oh. <laughs> this legacy book is the uh, the essential uh, is essentially the relaunch of the, uh, the Captain America character in the Marvel U post Secret Empire. Um, at the helm of the ship are um, the creators behind uh, uh, some seminal runs of uh, Daredevil. Um, that would be Mark Wade and Chris Samney with Matt Wilson on colors. So, without without uh, getting into uh, you know the the previous um, the you know the immediately previous history of the uh, the character, we open uh, the book with uh, flashbacks, and you know without really knowing that there's one particular sequence um, uh, set as a flashback until you know like we're we're talking like eleven or twelve pages into the book. And I thought that was cool because uh, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was cool because it was a nice kind of like fully formed, you know, story. 
you know, in that, you know, we got like a, you know, we got like this, this uh, kind of like typical cap story and, you know, not knowing, you know, and it was kind of teased that it might be present day, but then we find out it's not. And a new uh, terroristic group is introduced. Right. Right. It's uh, it's kind of retconned into uh, Marvel lore, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's familiar territory for the character. Mm-hmm. So good all around. I found, I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah. I enjoy yep. it. I have yep. to uh, road trip. Sure. I have to admit to being a little misty eyed. You know, <laughs> I, ain't I, get, thought... I ain't get misty eyed, but <laughs> only because only because it's been so long since uh you know, since uh you know current day you know, present day cap has kind of been like this. So, you know, I was you know, I was I was just kinda of glad to to see it back. Back in his original outfit. Right. Okay. Did you also read Avengers six seventy three? I did. I did not, but that's already read it. So, yeah, I did. You guys can dive into that. So yeah, so this is the um, the what is the third part of that um, Champions crossover? Uh, we get a little more action here, and we get a little more uh, exposition on what's going on and what the high evolutionary is is uh, trying to do between the two Earths. Uh, Falcon and Viv are on counter Earth, while the rest of the team are trying to figure out. Um, how to get them back. Vision uh, is um, quite emotional about his daughter being gone. And uh, without spoiling anything, uh, if any story dealing with the high evolutionary is um, going to have to, is going to do with uh, him trying to improve or upgrade someone in which he, uh, he attempts to do. (laughs) I thought this was a little offbeat because the person that he's experimenting on, uh, isn't kind of like the normal, the normal uh, run-of-the-mill uh, uh, test subject that he uses. I didn't right. know that uh, the high evolutionary was this advanced. Yeah, that was the thing that kind of like, normally he would go with for more um, organic, organic beings, but uh, apparently he considered this a challenge. And uh, yeah, and the change he makes is interesting, say the least. That's a heck yeah. of a, it's a heck of a cliffhanger last page. Yeah, indeed. So it's um. It, it'll be curious as to um, what brought that upon if, if we even get that explanation. Right. So whatever all that, like I said, we get um, the teams two together. There's outside of that, the, the, a little bit of action on uh, our earth, quote unquote, and right. uh, what happens on kind of earth. There's not much. So there's basically more blending of this still kind of puts me in mind of uh, whatever happened in um, um Civil War Two, whatever, or yeah, basically whatever the run up was to that, that that puts me in mind to it. Okay, it wasn't bad. I thought it was, you know, the, I'm I'm not a fan of the high evolutionary, so I'm just sort of I'm, this I'm to, not either. You know, I'm like I'm sort of reading it to be like, yeah, come on, let's let's move on. Yeah, I'm kind of curious where to go because I do remember there was a um there was that annual event that was around uh, that was Avengers focused around the high evolution. I wonder if it had some flashbacks to that, but it doesn't seem to be so far. Gotcha. Uh, but just going, uh, we got some uh, chat. Um, we got some chat going on here. So uh, Gene Paul Ace Peter says, "What's up, lads? Just tuning in while I work." So what's up? How you doing? How you doing. Yo. And he also says, "A uh, high evolutionary appeared in Alf Annual Number One, greatest comic ever." <laughs> oh my God, is that true? <laughs> I don't know. Here we go, Google. Which I'm Here's trying to remember. Did Alf have a comic? To, uh, a, um, I mean, I know he had a comic, but have a Marvel comic. Actually, that would kind of make sense, though. <laughs> that, that makes total sense. 
Alpha is a byproduct of the higher evolutionary. Oh my gosh, that would be the thing that would they, they would they would uh, say. I, I you know what? I, I actually assumed that it was one of the Star comic. Um, That's comics, what I was thinking. Yeah, it looks like it was actually a Marvel comic. Weird. That's kind of nuts. <laughs> That's if you don't nuts. know, now you know. I know, right? Oh, and we have our music for the night. Oh no! <laughs> so, no song since it got played the heck out during um <laughs> during Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, we could do that too. We do have a we, yeah. There is a particular song that uh, played a, a particular role. Exactly, exactly. So, all right. Uh, what do you want to get to next? Um, actually, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, Darth Vader number seven. Okay. And um. As I said last time, this is um, Vader meeting the Inquisitors, a.k.a. of um, Star Wars Rebels fame, uh, if you are a- aware of that group. Uh, in this, he's apparently training them, but, but he's training them by lopping off bits and pieces of their, well, not even bits and pieces, their arms and whatnot in his quote-unquote training, because he doesn't really like them too much. You know. <laughs> okay. But, but the he's Emperor a real has, sergeant. Let me cut off some yeah, and he and he's uh he's uh not too shy about it, and including then the Grand Inquisitor realizes this. But uh, what what uh, the Inquisitor don't know is that the Emperor has Darth Vader looking for. Well, actually, they do know that they are supposed to be hunting down a particular Jedi, um, of which we have seen in the movies and uh, Star Wars Clone, Clone Wars, and that is Jocasta New. Uh, if you know that name, she was the Jedi that was the over the Jedi archives. Um, and uh, the the what the emperor doesn't tell the inquisitors, but he tells Vader is that um, need to hunt her down, particularly because she has information, and to he wants uh, Vader to save her life because of she has information that could help and hurt them. Meanwhile, we find her getting a bunch of uh, holocrons together and putting them together in what we thought to be an archive, but as she says during the course of the story, it's a school. So, which you could speculate that this could possibly, uh, if it's not if it's not somehow come to come about in the recent Rebel storyline, could possibly show up in Last Jedi because, as we know uh, from Star Wars lore, Luke tried to uh, restart to the Jedi Order and the things didn't go quite well. But we do know they are using still some forms of that. This could quite possibly be. Uh, an allusion to that. We don't know this for a fact. This is speculation on my part. Uh, but since these uh, holograms and this quote-unquote school, school happens to come up, it's going to come up somewhere, if not in any of the other books, then probably in The Last Jedi. And we should also point out that Darth, this particular volume of Darth Vader um, is set right after Return of the Sith and uh, after Order 66 has been given and all that kind of good mess. So, again, take all of that for what you will. But like I said, the, 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 the basis of the story is um, putting all that in motion and um, Vader's trip to uh, find out this information. All righty. <clears throat> Excuse me. Was that the only Star Trek uh, book? Star Trek, Star Wars. My God. That was me clearing my throat still. Any yeah, other Star Wars books? Wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? Any other Star Wars books? Not this week, no. Okay. And I just started off a fan rebellion, right? It's like, well, what's wrong with you, Agent 70? And that's, that's a long-running one that's never going to, probably never going to end. 
Let's jump, jump over to Batman 34. Okay. Part two of the, uh, the bat and the cat going to see the it's. <laughs> I love how that sounds so casual. And this is st- anything. Yeah. This is far from a casual story. I like that. You know, everyone thought them going to see Talia Al Ghul had something to do with their um, proposal, but it's actually something that ties back to, I guess, Catwoman's first uh, two-part story when she popped up in Batman's Rebirth series yes. and Catwoman and 234, however many people it's supposed to have been that mm-hmm. she killed, but didn't really kill, but someone in, did the killings in her name, right? framing her kind of, sort of. Right. right. It took me a while to remember that, to be honest. Yeah. But when they said the number, I was like, oh, yeah, because they kept you know, emphasizing that number over and over again. You think to the right. point where I'd remember it, but I just know it was 200 and something. And then we got to see Damien and uh, Dick bonding again. Sure. Superman even showed up for a page or two. I like Joelle Jones's art. I think that's her name. Hopefully I said it right. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was reading it on a gigantic iPad Pro. Um, maybe the effect is better... Uh, in print, I you I, know I did. I uh, had a smaller iPad, but I've liked her stuff anyway. I know she did like a one or two uh, issues of the Spider Women event for mm-hmm. Marvel, right? Um, she did the Supergirl being Super miniseries, right? I think the washed out. I was about to say, I think the washed out backgrounds were just kind of, you know, I guess more noticeable, you know, like on the bigger screen, and just you know, I, I just wasn't overly impressed by some of the uh, the panel layouts. But listen, it's each their own, right? Oh yeah, so but uh, you know, like uh, like you were mentioning earlier, I was definitely taken by the swerve um, as to uh, the purpose of their trip to uh, I, I don't want to say Kumar. That's from the West Wing. What's this foreign country? Uh, it's it's from where Black Adam's from, right? Kandak, Kandak or Kandak? Yeah, Kandak or Kandak, something like that. I think it's also where uh, Jason Todd was killed. Possibly. He was killed in some kind of like foreign country like that too, because that was brought up in it. Semi recent issue of Red Hood and Outlaws earlier this year. Possibly. Anyway. All right. So you know, ultimately, we you know we have uh, the duel we expect, and we're going to get it in the next issue. Yep. That's the cliffhanger. So looking, I'm actually looking forward to that. I was very, very disappointed in uh, seeing one Bruce Wayne go down like a punk in this issue. <laughs> Wait, is it a duel, not a cat fight? Oh, where is it? There we go. Uh, Roger, you want to do Black Lightning with me? Yeah, man, let's do it. Black Lightning was out this week. Hands number one. Bam! It was a pretty good series. Yeah, well, yeah, issue so far, anyway. Oh yeah, issue. Kind of focus on you. you The older stuff, because I know, and I was kind of expecting, um. Comics out to have a sell on some of the older stuff, even though I have some of it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes me want to go back and read some of that old stuff that I do have. But for the video purposes, I am holding up. Oh, I was about to say, I'm holding up an ad for a car <laughs> for Justice League, but on the front <laughs> is Black Lightning, the issue of Black Lightning that we we're talking about. So, yeah. And I guess they, I guess they like recon, retcon some things from his past. They like de, they, uh, de-aged him a bit, I think. And Changed his villain slightly, his nemesis. Apparently so. Yeah, I wasn't. wasn't I read. A, I read an interview. That's the only reason I noticed stuff happened because I'm not that versed in his background either. Besides, you know, just the basics. 
Yeah, and and the issue does kind of go in and mentions something that happens to uh, said villain or a version of said villain. Yeah, they like, oh, that that person you knew that was just my nephew. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, and I exactly. killed him. No, actually, that was her. That was her son. That was that's actually, it. That was his 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 nephew. Yeah, his nephew. His son, and he kind of took care of both of that. Yeah, is it is it mad? Is it bad that I laughed? <laughs> oh no, got taken out. Yeah. Like, no, nah, it was not, not that bad because I just like, kind of shook up myself. I was like, oh, damn. And then I was like, that's, that's kind of messed up. It is messed up. Like, yeah, I kind of laughed myself with that one. But I like the art here from uh, Clayton Henry, who has come over, I guess, t- from DC, from spending the last couple of years over at Valiant, doing a bunch of things for them. Yeah. So art was great. Story, simple to understand. Yeah, we definitely get to know. It was like, all right, we get, we get caught up on what's going on mm-hmm. fairly supporting cast is introduced boom bang boom mm-hmm. and as the as the the as it says here on the cover a hero for today's headlines and they're kind of not kidding because they throw some stuff in the story that's um could definitely be ripped from uh today's headlines but they don't like beat you over the head with it yeah basically but you know it's there so so we'll yeah. see how this goes uh going i think this is good what six issues yes It'll be yeah, six I think so. We'll be looking forward to checking this out uh, ahead of the show, which is coming next year. Yeah, it's like a mid-season replacement, I think. Probably, yeah, that sounds right. So, but yeah, if you're a fan okay. of Black Lightning and want to check out a, what looks to be a good-looking story that uh, might go somewhere, check this out. Two more issues. So, oh, it's a three-issue series. No, no, no. He's saying he's only got ah. Uh-huh. So that being the case, I will. Um, we can kind of go into rapid fire unless you got something uh, eight to seventy. Uh, I don't think we have any more crossover between our books. Let me check Tim's list. Uh, just Guardians, but we could probably rapid fire that. Oh no, actually, wait. The other two books that Tim did, I, we both read. So we might. Actually, I figure we. I mean, it, I say even rapid can be like all of us talking about it. Yeah, so let me see if there's something I want to get out before we hit the rapid fire stuff. Um, I am I'm I'm still recommending Black Bolt the series, even though the Inhumans TV series has been underwhelming to this point, and that is uh, being kind. Um, this series does not fail to just be uh, dramatic and well written, and the visuals are, uh, while abstract, are still stunning. So I you know I I highly recommend. Um, re- reader, uh, viewers, and listeners, go back and uh, catch up on Black Bolt because this is issue seven, and uh, this is uh, you know leading you know ultimately to uh, Black Bolt. Uh, you know this story at least is uh, uh, leading uh, to Black Bolt returning to Earth. So we'll see how that goes. But um, you know, without spoiling too much, it's a lot of there, there's uh, something uh, taken away from Black Bolt in the last issue that is that he's just coming to terms with in this issue. So uh, there are, you know, there's definitely some things going on um, to uh, pique people's interest. Uh, let's see. Cigarettes. What's that? You just need some cigarettes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if that would be the magic cure, all right. Um, I actually wanted to touch upon Peter Parker, Spider-Man number six. Um, this is actually in serious, serious uh, click of the week um, territory for me. Because it took me completely off guard. Um, the book delves into uh, just to set the stage. If any, if, if you haven't been reading this, um, one of uh, uh, an, an old Spider-Man storyline 
in which um, it was alleged that uh, Peter Parker had uh, a sister um, had you know resurfaced. You know that is that that storyline you know established that uh, you know this this uh, lady was not uh, Pete's sister, but uh, you know she reemerged and became a character in the story, and um, you know part of it is uh, you know some good old-fashioned spy intrigue and uh, somehow J. Jonah Jameson, uh, no longer of the Daily Bugle, but, uh, you know, publisher of his own very not well-read blog, um, news blog, um, gets roped into the story and ends up, you know, uh, having a one-on-one interview with uh, Spider-Man. And, you know, how that all comes together is obviously contrived, but at the same time, you know, it, 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 you know, it fits the story and they literally have a one-on-one face-to-face conversation about, you know, being Spider-Man and why he does what he does. And there's a couple things that happen in this that just took me completely off guard. And, um, you know, it does weave back into the um, the greater uh, story arc uh, involving espionage. But you know, there's a couple things in here. I, I I really don't want to spoil it, but it's so strongly written. I have to give Zdarsky a lot of credit uh, on this. Actually, the art on this is actually a fill-in. It's not Adam Kubert. It's uh, uh, one second, Michael Walt- Walsh, I think. Yeah, it was it was a pretty you know it was a pretty. Uh, you know, I hate to, I hate to, 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 to um, kind of uh, speak down to a rather un, you know, like not unique name, like Mike Walsh. Mike Walsh, like never heard of this guy. Who's this guy? You know, so um, you know, shout out to him. You know, for for uh, for not dropping the ball on this and 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 putting together a well, you know, a well penciled story so that uh, you know it looks like. Oh no, there's a color artist. Ian Herring is a color artist, but uh, you know, Michael Walsh is the uh, the artist on the book and. Um, he does not disappoint, you know, it's not, it's not classic Spidey, but it's also very, uh, it, it does depict the one-on-one conversation very well. So, um, I'm, you know, this is a serious candidate for click of the week for me because of how surprised I was at how effective the story was and, and some and the rather surprising twist that uh, happens within the, uh, the setting of the, uh, one-on-one interview. So, um, you know, in, in any event, uh, even if you haven't read any of the other uh, issues in this, um, this is actually still a fun kind of uh, uh, book to read on its own. So, uh, like I get, like I said, it's a serious click of the week candidate, and that pretty much covers what I've got that doesn't cross over with uh, Tim. Okay, so you may go to Matt too. Yeah, and I'll ch- I'll chime in. It'll be our rapid fire. You want to play the rapid fire music? You got it. You know what? I'm going to spin up the Vulcan. There we go. I'll stay oh. on the Sp- I'll stay on the Spider-Man tip with Spider-Man number two thirty four, the Miles Morales variety. So this is his first Marvel Legacy issue, and we have a new incarnation of the Sinister Six, led by the new mysterious Iron Spider. We have Iron Spider, uh, Bombshell's mother, also called Bombshell, right. Sandman, Spot, uh, Electro, and Hobgoblin. They don't really say which Hobgoblin this is. So is this the same like young one that was in Dan Slott's Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man run? Like you said, it's kind of hard to tell at this point. You know, the, the, the further along we get into the story, I'm sure they're going to uh, explore. But I also think Hobgoblin, I think, played a factor in the Spider-Woman series. Exactly. Yeah, canceled. So yeah. I guess maybe whichever one that was. It's hard to keep track nowadays. 
And I think that was Roderick Kingsley. Kingsley, yeah. In fact, I think I'm yeah. I'm thinking back a couple of years ago when it was like two hobgoblins. It was Roderick, and then it was a young guy that used to work at the Bugle, I think. Yeah, this might be that dude. I think, but I'm not sure. I don't know which one, but it doesn't really matter. Because the most important thing is we find out the identity of the Iron Spider, and I was right, and I wish I had tweeted this out on Friday when I was looking at preview pages. We won't spoil it, but yeah, it was actually pretty good. I didn't figure it out because I guess I hadn't been paying much attention to the book. Well, no, it, it, I mean, it was, there was no, like, setup for it. Right. I was, I was looking at preview, like, you know, uh, preview pages come out on Fridays for Marvel. So last Friday, I was looking at preview pages of it, and they showed the person in like a trench coat but there was one panel that kind of like showed just his like lower face area right because he had like a trench coat and then like the you know big hat that covered half his face but you can see like his from his nose to his mouth and i was like oh i bet that's so and so gotcha just you know just taking a guess because who else would it be that would be that important and i was right i was actually surprised that they revealed it so quickly i thought that might be like a mystery that would linger on Mm-hmm. Nope. No, it's, and I like the I like I the heist. Sounded like Bendis. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounded like Bendis wanted to get to that part of the story. And I like, like the uh, heist that was uh, set up. Sure, sure. Uh, I just wanted to speak very quickly to the human side of the story, and I was not a fan of Bendis kind of doing gold balls like that. Yeah, I understand that. That's like he yeah, was, that was weird. Yeah, that whole thing was weird. And Miles doesn't know if he wants to be Spider Man. Seems like yeah, yeah. You know, like you want, do you think, I really don't think they're going in the direction of changing his code name or his uh, identity, unless he wants to be like the amazing Bagman version two. Part of me thinks that they're going to come up with an entirely new uh, identity for him. You think? You know, like Spider-Gwen, I guess they could just call him Spider-Man, but I feel like he's going to be, he'll he'll be like Ironheart. He'll get some other, like something Mm -hmm. else to call him. Interesting. Interesting. I kind of got the feeling that they were going to keep him Spider-Man and just have multiple Spider-Men. It's possible. Yeah. All right. And the last one is Guardians of the Galaxy 146. Yes. Which is also the first issue of its Marvel Legacy. I like how all these, uh, I guess it's maybe Spider-Man, but a lot of these uh, Legacy titles that we numbered just coincidentally had to be, happened to renumber like maybe five or six issues before like a big 600 or mm-hmm. Mighty Thor did it for 700. And, right. Uh, Guardians is four, five issues from 150. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with this big, issue. Yeah, it gets a big anniversary story. That's no, of course. So you know, is the number in actually correct? Listen, they 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 try to show their work, right? Like they make us do in school. So um, we'd have to work me wrong. Yeah, we'd have to double check. So uh, you know, this issue follows directly from some of the recent events that um, you know that have happened in the book um, in terms of the reveal of who the current raptor was. That was um, the talent, actually. That was uh, that was uh, harassing the guardians, and you know we found out who that was. I'm not going to spoil it, just in case you're uh, a little behind. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'm 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 kind of uh, amused at how they're trying to uh, restart the Nova Corps. They're kind of a joke, but okay. Yeah, it's you know it's kind of a shame, you know. But at the same time, they also don't seem they they it doesn't seem like um, uh, these Novas have access to the Nova Force. You know, these are much more in line with the movie, movies, the Guardians movies. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're kind of like, uh, you know, just dressed up to look like Novas, but they don't have any uh, intrinsic powers or at least access to the Nova Force. 
and they're joining the force to visit the, yeah, the guardians are yeah to try to find there's a traitor in the midst. <laughs> oh that's right yeah a traitor in the midst there's a traitor in their midst and the and, and the guardians have been recruited by one scott adsit who is uh, basically running the nova Corps, um uh, uh to investigate and uh the guardians are split up um there's a uh uh, the reemergence of a of a of a storyline that uh, I thought had been resolved because of um, you know recent events in uh, uh, I forget which Avengers book had uh, had the reemergence of uh, Hank Pym and, uh, slash Ultron. I thought this had been resolved. I'm like, what? They're still they're still out there. Well, you know, he was in Secret Empire for an issue, right? right so nothing was resolved there. He just kind of like showed up, and now he's back in space. Ah, uh, yeah. So that I, I guess that yeah that follows continuity wise I guess so all right yeah I mean it's kind of like I was all looking, that really happened along with um, Ant Man getting some screen time sure 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 they also finally they finally let uh, uh, Star Lord in on uh, the the not so well kept secret that uh, Richard Ryder is now back amongst the land of the living who's that Richard Ryder oh yeah yeah which we knew I knew but right he didn't. He didn't. So that's that. All righty. Roddy, you got anything left for Rapid Fire? I do. Uh, three books real quick. Uh, DuckTales number two. Uh, this book takes apparently, I don't know if this issue or this whole volume uh, takes place. Well, this story definitely takes place before the events of um, the, 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 the TV show that is about now in fact uh the reason why that is is because it has to do with a certain duck that reappears during the course of uh, or apparently is going to reappear because i haven't kept up with the show i need to catch up with the um with it but there's a duck that shows up uh, that is a a fan mystery for a long length of time and that is um huey dewey and louis mother aka della duck and this issue is too um Two little short adventures with uh, her, Uncle Scrooge, and Donald, uh, which apparently has nothing to do with the show, but the the first page clearly says it is set before the events of uh, the show, so it's something in the show is going to be affected by, I guess, the fact that uh, she's in this book now and not in the show, or probably is in the show at this point now, because I know she has come up. Um, but that's it. That's pretty much what it is. Like I said, it's just two little quick, uh, quickie adventures with them. Uh, it's cool. Like I said, this is a nice holiday you just booked for DuckTales because of because of the show. So, uh, next up, First Strike Mask Number One, which is slight misnomer because no members of Mask show up in this book whatsoever. Um, <laughs> in fact, okay. this, so what? I said okay. Yeah. In fact, um, this issue takes place after First Strike GI Joe Number One, which there was a battle between. Um, G.I. Joe, some members, G.I. Joe Cobra, and uh, who also has some members of Venom uh, recruited. And like I said, this takes place after that, and Shipwreck's in charge, and he has no idea what he's doing, clearly, but something ends up happening because uh, at the end of G.I. Joe, first, uh, first Strike, there's this big giant Cobra that happens to, uh, robotic Cobra that shows up that is made from the Venom uh, vehicles or the newly recreated Venom vehicle. So they're basically, it's almost like a transform, but it's just a big Cobra. Uh, so the G.I. Joe team is trying to take that out with the, um, with the assistance of Skywarp and, you know, at the same time, trying to protect this artifact uh, that Cobra is looking for, 
for some odd reasons, but um, if the last page of the book is indicate, indicating anything, it may have something to do with a movie villain who uh, in, this, in a dream sequence shows up or is uh, being called out in a dream, a dream sequence at the end of this issue, which it's a weird, that's a weird callback. But then again, this is a weird universe altogether. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about Serpento. So if you know who else was in, in the G.I. Joe movie, then yeah, go there. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Catalyst Prime Noble number six. Um, let's see. I actually forgot what happened last issue, but it kind of doesn't really, it's not really necessary because you see um, Astrid, who is David's wife, has been captured by Lorena after trying to find David. And uh, that did happen last issue. Uh, he escaped, but uh, apparently his wife got ca- captured, but that's okay because his wife is pretty badass and she can take care of herself. Uh, Lorena is trying to explain her motivations to Astrid while they're flying somewhere, I guess, trying to, uh, they're following David after he escaped last, uh, last issue. Meanwhile, uh, David himself, who up until this issue did not have his full memories, found his way to Houston, uh, where some memories are starting to come back. And he gets met by this other doctor who was there when he, he supposedly died, um, who was trying to recruit him for some reason, potentially what it sounds like against, uh, Lorena, Payan, who's the kind of you ultimately can say is the big bad of this universe, uh, who actually started the whole big, you know, big theory, I mean, big um, the event that caused people to get their powers in the first place for reasons that she only she knows. Um, but yeah, so there's this other doctor who ends up having to get powers um, uh, who's trying to recruit David, who also gave David back his memories of his wife and his kid and um, for reasons that he did so. Uh, which leads off to at the beginning of his book, we see a um, once again, another real um, a kind of a out of the headlines situation of a, a guy in jail of a black dude in jail for apparently doing something to a cop who killed his brother. Uh, but he also gets let loose from the jail by the self same doctor and uh, gets somehow gets powered by the self same doctor. And he ends up coming up at the end of the book. Uh, approaching Lorena's plane who is with the intent to cause some issues. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, this universe is still kind of going strong. This is like, this is probably the crux of the, 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 the main stuff is going on in noble uh, and every, all of the other books are kind of um, in their little cursory areas. So if, if you're looking for a book that probably has most of the main stuff as to um what is going on in the universe, this would probably be the book you want to check out. And everything else is kind of of the world, in the world. So, But it is good. And um, you should check it out if you have any interest in the Catalyst Prime universe. Because um, it's looking to be some pretty decent stuff, even if not slightly familiar. Um, and uh, that's um, that's all I have. Picks, uh, clicks of the week? I have I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. I think I, I'm, it's, it's definitely... I mean, Noble was pretty good, but I'm thinking this is going to be between Black Lightning and Darth Vader. I've got a, I've got two candidates. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Um, I'm between Captain America and uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man number six. So I'm still thinking myself. How about you, Tim? You still thinking? Oh, I have mine. Okay, go ahead. 
Give us some time to uh, deliberate some more. <laughs> Mine is Spider-Man number 234. Nice. Uh, the one I didn't pull. Nice. I'm a sucker for reveals, especially when I get them right. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm still digesting uh, the events of Peter Parker Spider-Man number six. If I'm not over, if it sounds like I'm trying to hype up the issue so you, so everyone reads it, um, I guess that's the truth. But I think the feel-good story of the week has got to be uh, Captain America. So I'm going to go with uh, Captain America number six ninety-five for my click of the week. Okay. Thing. Well, I dare say shout out to Clue Number Five, which came out this week, which I didn't get a chance to read. But I think I am going to go with what seems going to be seems like it's setting up something for current and future purposes. Darth Vader number seven. And I'm hoping everything I said about that pans out the way I'm thinking it is. Alrighty. Sounds good. So I guess we've got our clicks of the week out there and we're going to uh roll into our first ad read of the night. And our first ad reader of the night is actually a new script, so everyone's going to have to bear with me as I read through something pretty new. Um, and our uh, crack uh, ad writing team has uh, put together this week's ad. Th- oh, this, this first ad of the week is for Wink Personalized Wine Club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Tarante, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through cspn.us. Do it today. Did anybody read that Powerback book that came out? I tried. I couldn't get to. I couldn't get to it by the time I got home. I started like the first three pages. So I guess we're going to roll into the news. Hit it. So (laughs) I'm sorry. I tried to drag that as long as I could. Good job. Daredevil's former showrunner wants a Kingpin miniseries? As long as it's not Scott Buck, that's fine. Hmm. Yes, don't let him ruin Marvel television anymore. Seriously. Or let's just get some new blood in there, because some of it seems like the same five or six people are doing all these TV shows, and we could get some new people. That too. But yeah, it sounds like Daredevil... Iron Fist... Oh, okay. Never mind. Iron Fist, Jessica Henwick has started training for season two. Makes me wonder, I'm like, why ever stop, right? But no. I guess they want to take a break and like eat like the rest of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they don't live and breathe these roles. Seriously. Well, that wasn't really sure. Probably wasn't sure at the time whether there was going to be a season two. She was in Game of Thrones? Yes. She was one of the sisters. See, I know this. I know this reference now. <laughs> so was uh, Finn Jones or whatever. His name exactly. Was. He, yeah. I mean, Finn Jones was... Uh, um, 
been pulling people from pulling from came with Game of Thrones for almost everything. It's almost like what they did with Spartacus and whatnot. Sure, she's one of the sisters of the Sand People, or whatever. Yes, that's. Yeah, I was about to say you 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 finished off what I was going to say. Huh. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. confirms return for Avengers Four a new photo. Yeah, apparently he has a short chair, short stack. Oh no! No shots fired. It's kind of suggest you would think it almost kind of suggests he's he's going to have a, I guess, moving toward towards the cameo roles. I don't know, or he's got a bad back and he just needed a different chair. Who knows? Sure, he's our DJ and he thinks he deserves a different chair. One of the three. We don't know. Thor Ragnarok director to to Taki Taika Waititi. Yeah, say it one more time. Taika, I might be mispronouncing his last name. I'm going to take Taika a look. Waititi. Waititi. I think wants to make a Marvel comedy with a surprise in Avenger. And that Avenger is who already, had a, um, who already had a pretty decent uh, Saturday Night Live skit, Black Widow. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh, now we know why fan favorite didn't return for Thor Ragnarok, that being Sif. Yep. Because Blind Spot was being filmed and they and it, uh, it conflicted and Marvel told her too late. Right. And to be honest, it saved her. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> you got it, Tim. You got it right there. You took the words out of my mouth. Thank she you. Does it mean other people die? So it was pretty uh, good. Thor Ragnarok cut a moment alluding to Valkyrie's bisexuality. Hope and Rocket strike up a friendly strike up a friendship in Avengers Infinity War, making someone I know on Twitter very happy as a okay. Rocket fan. Captain Marvel production start date shifts to February. Does that affect anything? No, nope. like in terms of release date. And this is this is by some blog site, so we don't. I mean, even if it it is true, it I don't see what you know. I don't think it's gonna kill anything. All right, like what's a month. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is developing a secret Marvel project. Here's hoping it's Dr. Bill, Bill Fick Foster related, but I got it. See, now this is to me, this is kind of related to um, one of the cameo appearances in Thor, to me, you know, in my head, that uh, we got that I did not know about, that I did not expect. And, you know, caught a really surprise reaction from the fans in my, um, you know, in my showing of Ragnarok, you know, um, so to see, you know, like actors that really haven't been associated with the MCU, uh, you know, for the longest time, you know, uh, looking to, you know, kind of jump in or, you know, jump on the coattails. It's, you know, it's interesting to see. So, you know, you know, Lawrence Fishburne has been doing uh, genre work, you know, this particular genre work for a while. And uh, to see him, you know, developing something that I don't know if it's going to be just the Bill Foster stuff, but no, I don't think it is at all because it sounds like yeah. he came to them for something and then they offered him, uh, uh, I guess, the Bill Foster, Foster part in Ant Man and Wasp, mm-hmm. which is possibly leading to uh, something, which whatever he's trying to do, whatever it may be, because he really didn't say too much about it in this article. Mm. And also, just as we know, worth pointing out that yes, he is playing both sides of the fence because uh, he is as he's played uh, Perry White in the Superman movie, and sure. probably, probably going to be in Justice League. We don't know. Doesn't matter. Bill Foster, X Men turns twenty five. Yep, that was a couple of days ago. Actually, on the thirty first. Uh, happy, happy belated Halloween! But if you got it somewhere, go check it out because it was a damn good series. 
Except the animation was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't it help doesn't hold up on rewatch now. Well, but. especially like the season two stuff because uh, well, yeah, going into season two where they went to the more like underground, like some of that stuff was rough, but it's still good for the time. Like the stories are good. Yeah, Cut straight uh, ripped straight from the comic books as they like. Gene, <laughs> God, and the acting was a little over the top, but it was, but that was kind of the charm. <laughs> Gosh, Marvel's new Warriors won't air on Freeform. Series would be shot elsewhere. Sorry, AT and T girl. Hopefully, y'all land somewhere. So that was surprising. Yeah, to me. Happened. Like Freeform dropped the ball. Couldn't find space for it in their programming. Yeah, that's crap. Oops. Which I mean, Freeform, if I'm not mistaken, is formerly ABC Family. Which right. is it not still owned by ABC? So I think I also remember hearing something about. Like the night they were going to put it on Thursday, didn't it didn't jail with the other programming that was going to be on? Mm. But, oh no, autoplay! So yeah, we'll see if it if it goes somewhere. Uh, Black Lightning, Chantel, die. I've never known how to pronounce that. Sorry. Cast as Grace Choi. There she is. Her comic book counterpart. Okay. Titans, new cast and breakdowns to just major comics characters like possibly Roy Harper. And there was someone else I forget. Um, yeah, I don't know. It says some. Oh, Danny Chase, Phantasm, whoever that is. Yeah. Uh, possibly Elastigirl. This is what this thing is saying. Yeah, that's the one I kind of remembered. What you think about? Okay. Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam gets a writer. Okay. <laughs> Wonder Woman is now the highest grossing superhero origin movie. Which like that's like distinction, like the, yeah, distinction of origin movie. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow, The Weird Way, home, Phone Home references Stranger Things too, which sounds like it was a total coincidence, as I think both things uh, reference ET, and it sounds like where the if the title wasn't enough for you, <laughs> referenced Legends of Tomorrow teases Constantine's arrival with a perfect script cover. Yeah, so if you're watching the video, you got a a tie and a cigarette. Which, sure, trademarks. <laughs> Arrow season six villain Richard Dragon is someone very important to Diggle. Whoops. I must have missed that one. No biggie. Oh, well, no, no biggie. Uh, first look at Katie Sackoff as DC baddie blacksmith and Flash Arrow crossover. I first saw this picture and I thought she looked like Carrie Fisher in that picture. I was like, oh, dang. That was, that was weird. Did, was Katie Sackoff one of the people in the running for Captain Marvel? Yes, she was. Okay. Name okay. sounded familiar. Starbuck of uh, BSG and other things she has done. Uh, Fox to develop Boom Studios Snowblind for TV. Yep. Wasn't familiar with this series, but good for them. Yeah. Star Wars Kathleen Kennedy teases Ray and Finn's future past episode nine. Yep. Guess what? There was probably more than likely going to be more Star Wars movies. <laughs> well, well past this last. Uh, with, with some of these characters, with some of these new original characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Luke Skywalker confronts his past, the new Star Wars the Last Jedi teaser. I wasn't gonna watch this and then Thor Ragnarok had it um right before the um right before I had the old I had the old tra- the first trailer for that and Black Panther. I was like, uh there's newer ones out there. Yeah, I did have the Black Panther one, the, the last Black Panther with that was like, well, yeah, and then they decided to do this one. It which is yeah, good. I, the fr- I had the first Black Panther movie out or trailer. Really? Yeah, the first I got I got what Roddy got. I got the latest ones. Yeah, I got yeah. the first Star Wars Last Jedi trailer and the first Black Panther trailer. Wow. Weird. Like, uh, there was new ones released in the last month. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Your theater's slipping, yo. 
Yeah, seriously. Yeah, they did turn the lights. Those. They didn't dim the lights for the trailers. No. Oh, man. Someone's about to get fired. Um, but, yo, real quick, did you guys get any questionnaires? Nope. Oh, I guess I was in one of the, uh, I guess I was in one of the, the study uh, uh, showings because they passed out questionnaires right before uh, the movie and they had us uh, complete them at the end. Oh, no. There was, um, I mean, just the same guy that does, um, you know, questions from the com- one of the comic shops that I come through, you know, does and giving out stuff. He was oh, no, there. it was like a Marvel thing. No, it was like an actual official Marvel questionnaire that you filled out. That was happening in my theater. Just in case, because I you know because we went opening night, I thought I wasn't sure if it was just a particular showing or if it was the opening night period. Did you get a picture of it? No, I didn't take a picture of it because it was freaking dark. <laughs> I could have taken a picture when I was handing it in. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I've got, a, I've got a, a month and a half of movies coming. Yep. Or three, two big ones. Yep. Two more big ones. Yeah. And last is Disney to theaters showing The Last Jedi. I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. But what's the deal with this? I didn't read it. Voice, but yeah. Something about right. they're, making, they're charging them more to show the movie. And they're getting a bigger cut. So. No kidding. Yeah. This looks like another, one of the uh, ticket sales. Yeah. Jeez. Sound like a, um, this is uh, Disney's insisted on 65% of the ticket sales revenue up from a standard 55%, which. Um, um, Washington General calls a new benchmark, but it's Disney. They're strong on. They can do that. Yeah, seriously. All right. Uh, before we go to the, the comic book news, I just wanted to say that uh, if you don't know already and you are a comic fan uh, and you did not know this already, Arthur Adams is on Instagram and yes! is, uh, throwing some marvelous, marvelously gorgeous art on his site, on his page. You should go check that out. It is yes. Arthur art, all one word. Uh, he's done some. He's done a Hella. He's done a couple of uh, original Valkyrie stuff. He did a, a couple of. Um, he's done some on some really nice stuff. Just go check his stuff out. It's awesome. And Mark Brooks too, which I which I reposted some of on um, on um, CB Caps. So, yeah, but yeah, I right, am um, go go check it out. All right. In comic book news. Yep. Well, let me scroll down. That's clickbait. Oh, Tomasi teases Super Superboy's future on a super team. Mm. So some an interview about Super Sons. Mm, and some stuff going forward from it. In Batman White Knight, the Joker's plan to save Gotham begins with a modest proposal to Harley. Which I meant to ask if anybody read this this week, because I thought y'all oh, said it was been up for me the second issue. I went back and I'm almost done with the first issue. Yeah, I need to go back and check it out. Arnie! Sorry. <laughs> Bloodborne gets a tie-in comic book in February 2018. Just like with other comics. Titan comics, I believe, right? Uh, yes, that sounds right. Yes, Titan comics. Which, you know, hey, video game Titan comics, that's a thing now. Been a I'm thing. not even familiar with Bloodborne, so... It is a Dark Souls-like uh, that came out for Sony uh, PS4. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, new Spider-Man PS4 trailer reveals more Marvel villains and story. Yeah, so... Uh, Sony had its Paris uh, week, and there was a, amongst other trailers, there was a story. I mean, there was a uh, trailer for Spidey, which the next one also uh, is a story from. It was a pretty good trailer if you hadn't checked it out. It gives a little bit more on the vid- villains and uh, shows Miles and, um, and a little bit more gameplay. So check it out. It's an interesting trailer because it revealed to me 
you know, I, I'm not a fan of the depictions of Pete and, and, and some of the other characters in this. The costume, obviously, it's slightly altered, but the gameplay looks awesome. I know that Tim uh, and I have both expressed uh, the need for upgrading our uh, consoles to uh, play some of the upcoming games, this one included. But uh, I'm not a fan of the way they've depicted uh, Peter Parker in this so far. Well, I think they have come out, they have specifically come out and said that they are doing not necessarily canon-specific stories in the, in the video games, so that allows them a little bit more creative license. Um, yeah, but just in terms of his face, you know, that's all. Right, I, mean, I agree with you on that, but I'm yeah. just saying that that, is their, that seems to be the justification of why things look that much more different than what we sure. know. Yeah. But yeah, the next one is about is also about the game, which is uh, apparently you the game which this trailer also shows uh, shows you can play as spoiler, which I'll go ahead and spoil it. Um, Mary Jane, because apparently there was apparently there are some spots in like you you can see it in the trailer. There's some spots where you can see uh, Mary Jane kind of creeping around or whatnot. That's crazy. Okay, so apparently you get to play as her and not Miles for some reason, even though he is there. Maybe he hasn't gotten bitten yet. Yeah, we don't know if that's going to happen during the course of this. And, and if you did not know the Big Bad, I think, and obviously there's going to be, be some others, but I think the Big Bad is going to be Mr. Negative. Yeah, that's one of uh, yeah, that's that's one of them, if not the main one. Yeah, but it sounds like they're making him out to be the big one. I'm not sure. Things could be whatever. Moving right along. Uh, EA might discount Star Wars Battlefront 2 when The Last Jedi comes out. Which that comes out uh, next week, I believe. And it's also worth noting that Thanksgiving and Christmas, I mean, that uh, Thanksgiving, they'll probably discount it also because that's kind of what they do for some stuff. So it's possible. And also, Last Jedi comes out like the week before Christmas. So take that for what you will. Mm. And queer visibility interview. Elizabeth Bayer launches the big book of bisexual trials and errors. It's just an interview with her about it and sound like it's coming out excuse me, soon-ish. Spider-Man just revealed his identity to the last person you'd expect, which we kind of got into in... Review. Um, yeah, the review. No. And Cosmic Rays have revealed a new chamber in Egypt's Great Pyramid. This is not a comic-related story, but... <laughs> okay. Sounds like one. I was about to say, I'm like, uh, is the FF in there? No, actually, that, that was the reason why I put this in there, because I was thinking, so, yeah, so... Uh, scientists found out apparently Cosmic Rays, like it says, uh, there's a hidden chain and um, the Great Period, to which people on Twitter were kind of, you know, getting jokey about. And and I put my two cents in on that one. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, so are we getting, um, is this is going to be a Stargate thing? Or is this a Ramatut? Or is this Apocalypse? Like, what we got going on here? <laughs> That's, That's- Reason why I put this um put that story in. Also, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is out, and it's uh, seemingly a great game. Go play it if you are so inclined. Cool. All right. So, um, before we get to our now that we are at the end of news, right? Is there any spillover? No, that's it. Unless you want to talk about the fact that uh, our one Tim uh, Dowg did a a nice article about um Teen Titans last from last week. Okay. And more today and more coming. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, shout out to Chantal uh, Tui or Thai. Um, uh, good looking out there, right there, looking at Google Images. <laughs> that doesn't help spell the name. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't look that up. You think I looked that up first? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. So, article in Clickbait about why Morph was the best character in the X Men animated series, and they're wrong. But okay. <laughs> if you if you're looking at the show notes, if you if you're catching the show notes. That's funny. All right. So while I look to see if uh, the IMDb page has a pronunciation of uh, this lady's name, shout out to William Bruce West on uh, on Twitter. Uh, that's uh, William B. West on Twitter, who tweeted at me that the uh, Hydra two-pack Marvel Legends has hit the Toys R Us shelves if I was looking. Guess what? I got it already. Of course he does. <laughs> I was at uh, our local TRU uh, last week, and I did pick up the uh, the Hydra uh, two pack, the troop builder um, two pack. So now I can actually have a uh, good old Cap, Steve Rogers, um, taking on the the minions of Hydra and whomever it is I choose to uh, put at the uh, lead of Hydra. If not uh, the Red Skull, uh, you know, maybe uh, actually, you know, I don't think I have a Strucker character uh, uh, figure. But anyway, Strucker, you I've got. And I also want to uh, mention that a product that we had talked about earlier has finally been released in wide, you know, has finally been published in wide release. And I, I showed it off before the show. I wanted to, didn't want to forget to show it off now. Um, now that it's after Halloween, um, any vestige of uh, Halloween decoration is long gone in most uh, big box sto- and most stores in general. And uh, what is taking its place? None other than Christmas. And what I was able to obtain this week is uh, a Die Hard Christmas, the illustrated holiday classic written by Doogie Horner and illustrated by J.J. Harrison. We had uh, discussed this uh, you know, a month or two ago, if not more. Um, it is fun. It is awesome. I definitely recommend that uh, our uh, listeners and viewers go out and get it. And damn you, IMDb, you don't have the pronunciation of this young lady's name. I still want to say it's three because I feel like there's there's been someone else by a, that similar name, but I don't want to butcher it, so I'm going to shut up. Yeah, I'm, uh, killing me. <laughs> killing me. All right, so with that, uh, we come to our last ad read for the night. Uh, let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox and PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, and iPod and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcast free, Order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through cspn.us. Do it today. And make sure to follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at timdogg98 and at cbcron. Agent 70 is at agent underscore 70 on what? Twitter and Instagram. There you go. Roddy Cat is at Roddy Cat and at News Nerds Need. Oh, Roddy's showing off something he pulled. What is that? Is that a Funko Pop keychain? Yeah, I've had this for a minute, though. So. Okay. <laughs> the next movie I'm excited for. There you go. Yeah. We're, I guess we're we're cautiously awaiting the arrival of Justice League in a couple of weeks, so we'll see how that goes. Well, I guess last last Jedi too, but whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and make sure to follow 
PCN underscore dirt at PCN underscore dirt and at and go to his website popculturenetwork.com. Shout out to Dirt. And with that, we are the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are signing off. The opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Pizza, raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri, Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Skeets. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same book. Here it is. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insult